How does a performance artist, Japanese floral designer, and a practitioner of healing arts transition their business into the online world during a pandemic? Well, that's the question that confronted my next guest, Nefertiti San Miguel, when all her bookings were canceled and she was faced with the puzzle of moving her business ahead with Ikebana for stress. Welcome to Nefertiti. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started now. Here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about helping that little guy play a big game, get off your backside and make a big impact in the world. And so we're building a huge community of people who are the upstarts in their community. And I'm excited today to speak to someone who has a diversity of experience in business, who's a performance artist who I respect. I respect all the performance artists out there. And uh, a new friend of mine, I want you all to welcome uh, Nefertiti Samuel. How are you doing, Nefertiti? How's it going? Good afternoon, everybody. So thrilled to be here. Greetings from New England to everybody out there listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's nice to speak to you. So now we've met fairly recently. Um, and so I'm super curious because we met in the context of you kind of going down the path of uh, being a guest on podcasts, learning how to podcast, what have you. And so I'm curious, what kind of brought you to the point where you decided that you thought, you know, I should look into podcasting as a way of growing my business? So this is going to come down in two parts. Okay. One, and it might sound a little off the wall, but I think that in my case, sometimes the universe sends you a sign and you are not paying attention. So about a year ago, I was working and I still part of the creative team of the business, okay. a flower shop in Cambridge. And I used to go out to take care of clients. Right. with somebody in the team and she's a lady from Ukraine and she used to tease me it's like okay we should make a podcast out of these because we talk about all kind of different topics and she had been kind of on my rear end about podcasting for like a year <laughs> so in my mind it's like yeah 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 whatever this is just nonsense talk but then virus apocalypse took over the world Right. And being a performing artist, all my calendar of special events came to a very abrupt stop and everything got canceled all the way to May 2021. Sure. So I was thinking into depression for a little bit. I brushed it off and I decided to look at options, how to transfer what I was doing in person to a virtual option. So I went on a quest to look at what are the possibilities out there. And the podcast industry came flagging down the road straight to me. 
So I got into learning, educating myself on this subject. Yep. And I adventure into sending a presentation to the signature event pitch off at the new virtual summit. And right. I made it to the finals. And here we are having this conversation because you were a part of the crew. So this is a long chain of events. Yeah, yeah. No, I was excited to talk to speak to you because um, I did like your presentation uh, in that context. And you did have a successful uh, pitch. And so I was very interested to talk to you more. And, you know, I, I think that when I look into the world today, there's, well, first of all, your story is interesting because you're, I think, the metaphor of the flower and work, working in a florist, uh, I think your story is about to bloom. You know, I think um, as a performance artist, uh, we're living in a time when you have to be really creative now to think about new and creative ways to get your artistry out there. So tell me more about what you're thinking. Like what ways are you thinking about your business that are new given what's going on in the world? So a good example is part of my old format in the business as a performing artist, I was not only performing, but also was doing arts residency. Okay. as part of the performing arts sure. and it was very hands-on very in person i did it for a number of high profile organizations school districts universities but everything was in person sure so i started to look at options in the virtual space and all of a sudden just like magic a lady reached out to me from a college in virginia and she's an event planning uh, event planner for the institution and it's official that her organization is not going to be having a special event as we knew it three months ago anytime soon in person so she hired me to do an arts residency of five different days and that's going to go virtual so i'm going to be doing the filming next month and then they're going to be airing it out in their platform for their community in september so that was just like a brick hit him in the head because I'm like, oh my God, out of nowhere, somebody reached me from out of state. She yep. wants to hire me for an arts residency and I can do all these without leaving the Massachusetts state. So wow. I'm looking more into that possibility as well as doing my floral workshops in Ikebana for libraries. I already did one to begin with. Everybody was super happy. And I even got somebody all the way from Ecuador signing into my program. So this is a new level that I wouldn't be able to serve in prior circumstances. No, and I I love it that you're being so creative. Because I think that's the name of the game. You know, like I, I noticed even before the current events of the day, uh, there were something, some very innovative performance arts companies who were starting to do things like live streamed events and all these kinds of things, uh, which is interesting when you have the resources of a company to do that kind of thing, like the Met, for example. Uh, as an individual uh, brand, so to speak, it's, uh, it's, it's more challenging. You don't have as many resources. So I, I love the creativity that you're bringing into growing your business. That's awesome. It was a fusion between 
taking up the challenge and dusting off the depression that I was sinking in and right. just pushing that resistance. You know, you always talk about resistance and anything that comes in your way that is not going to make you keep going in what is your passion and you have to get it out there. So I went just like the salmon against the current because I had a very successful calendar of events booked all the way to 2021. It's like, okay, I'm down to zero. What am I going to do about it? Certainly it's not going to be sinking into depression because that doesn't serve me. So it had been a lot of homework. Sure. Sure. I, I love it that you talk about resistance because I think we talked offline and that's kind of the one of the, the interesting topics I tend to bring up with uh, with guests on the show is how they view the word resistance and what kind of things they do. The other, the other interesting thing about you describing that is I'm from uh, uh, British Columbia in Canada. And so, of course, salmon are big up here. And so I use the metaphor of the salmon in the stream when you're an entrepreneur. You know, it's, it's you're, you're swimming upstream, but as long as you're swimming, you know, you're, you're, you're in the game. And so I love it that you use that metaphor. Well, I have to tell you that once upon a time, I spent a good amount of visits in your homeland. And also I worked in Alaska for a few summers in the tourist industry. So that metaphor of the salmon always stuck in my head and it just pops out of nowhere because it's so uh, ingrained into my brain between circumstances that pop and uh, how the salmon has not chosen but to swing up the stream. And in regards to resistance, I think that it comes in two parts. And I was kind of a sinner in one of them. So you have the resistance of the environment, you know, things not being favorable and you are like, okay, just watch. I'm going to show you how I'm going to get it done because (laughs) I'm on a mission. I love that. So that's my part. But then you have the resistance that you have yourself in the sense of what you are not too thrilled about doing or what you don't like to do. And that's when I have to fight myself because I never have been a tech person. Mm -hmm. I don't like the virtual space just because it feels so impersonal and so distant. So I never pursue that into any of my art forms. But now that we're still dealing with a virus apocalypse out there, I'm like, okay, well, if that's the option, I will have to fight myself here and make it happen. And here we are having this conversation. For sure. For sure. I, I'm curious um, about your art. Um, tell me more about your art and like what specifically you do and how you've transferred that into the world of coaching. Because I think that's an interesting story as well. So I started at a young age with different types of form. Uh, dancing, from dancing, I transferred into modeling, I transitioned into singing, also acting, doing some improv at haunted attractions here in New England. And within all that, I also got into metalworks. Oh, wow. In addition, <laughs> my life has been very, very colorful. So <laughs> I have been all over creation. So then I went into mixed media art and then I started to do Ikebana, which is the Japanese art of floral design. And I have been a practitioner since 2007. So my intake in the Ikebana space is that I like to combine dead material and live material. 
And I like to do things kind of flamboyant and substantial. My last masterpiece was six foot two inches tall. So I like things to be noticeable and make it a statement. Right. So I then decided to take the approach because that was my personal approach within the midst of all these global chaos to use Ikebana as healing arts and okay. use it as a stress management tool because I was losing my mind. And I started studying, for example, neuroscience. Mm-hmm. I have been practicing humanistic Buddhism since January 2018. Right. So I started pulling things from different studies that I have been carrying on over my life. And that's what I'm teaching. So it's not just make something beautiful out of flowers and make it bloom, but also have that personal approach that you have to be mindful about the environment. I apply a lot of philosophy, for example, the Japanese concept of moitaine, which is no waste and respect the resources. So I like to recycle dead things and make it part of my ikebana. So it's a number of different ingredients slash components that I put into my teaching methods, which they are a little bit of the world. So it's not like you're going to go to a floral class. You are going (laughs) to come up being an artist, uh, you know, flipping on the switch of intuition and creativity because I believe that everybody has it. We just get conditioned by the environment and establishment to be kind of programmed and carry in a certain way. So I'm kind of breaking up the mold here and I like to do what it's called eyebrow rising. So that's (laughs) what I'm doing these days. Well, actually, my eyebrows raised up when you said flip on the switch uh, of intuition, which I think is pretty cool. So, like, what what type of person do you enroll in your programs? What does that look like? Anybody who wants to try something new and they want to foster a little bit of creativity if they need to enrich their environmental space and where we're talking about enrichment is not necessarily about dollar amount because I can show you with no money go out there on a park or on your backyard and pick up just greeneries and make you create a beautiful piece of art that people are going to be wowing all day long and you don't have to spend any money and you can look like a million dollars right so there's a lot of different things taking place on a simple class. Yep. And I have taught from kids all the way to seniors in the 80s. So this is a beautiful thing because there's no restrictions. It's very welcoming, very inclusive, very cultural diversified. And I have served all different demographics and ethnicities. It's a beautiful thing. I wouldn't change it for anything. I think what's fun about that whole uh, Ikebana, uh, the process that you teach and the way you do it is that, you know, a lot of us are at home a lot more these days and we're kind of looking for things to do. And it's quite a different experience than somebody uh, spending all that time, um, and, you know, in, in their devices, you know, like spending all their time on social media, on their devices, on electronic media. And so I love that, that you're, 
um, you know, you're taking people from a place of stress into a new place, but the vehicle through which they do that is through revealing parts of themselves through the art. And also kind of taking a plain words to get them off their doff. Because go. being thanks for the plug. <laughs> well, no pun intended, right? <laughs> but while we had the conversation, because sure. a lot of people they they don't know any better. They are so caught up into whatever situation they might be experiencing. So uh, a little something there to pick their curiosity. That's my mission, and there are so many different benefits from doing Ikebana. For example, if a couple is going to be getting married soon and they want to escape the outrageous pricing of floral arrangements, I can teach you how to make it yourself and you save that budget and add it to your home or add it to your dream honeymoon. So that's one option. I had a lady taking a class with me online and she had one of her boys uh, kind of picking in the class. And next thing you know, she finds out that he likes gardening because of my class and he likes to get involved with floral design. And she's like, oh, my God, I will never have guessed that if we weren't sharing the same space and I engage into the virtual class. So now she has a new activity to do with her son. So it's a family thing. I have somebody else from Ecuador uh, taking my class and she couldn't have fresh materials or even leave her space to go and buy something at the store. Everything was in lockdown. But the fact that she was able to look at other people's creation, she's right. getting some ideas and then she can adorn her space whenever it's appropriate for her to go outside and get whatever ingredients, components and uh, fresh materials she can gather. So it's a great thing. Uh, also, it's a good program for libraries that are always looking for new presentations, things that it wouldn't be necessarily on their mainstream of offerings. Right. So the possibilities are just like endless. And the Ikebana originally bloomed out of the divine. It was executed by elite male Mm-hmm. members on the shrine so this is something that is not just for females this is something that it's available and open to all genders and it's a beautiful thing uh there are also classes for kids so there's no sure. restrictions you know yeah i think what i what i love about what you're talking about is it, it's very applicable to um and i can think about like virtual parties where you could invite a whole bunch of friends and you could all do it on zoom together or or even corporate um uh, uh, you know, everybody's remote in their workplaces now. You could see a department of people coming together and taking this kind of a class with you as a way of team building. I just think the possibilities are are limitless. And I, I love it that you've gotten to this place where you combine uh, the business of coaching with the general artistry that you have in life. Um, so I wanted to to move a little bit to another question, which was like, uh, in terms of this journey that you're going on from, you know, being uh, a performance artist and having uh, this position in this uh, floral company to teaching this to people all over the world, um, what's next for you or what, what, uh, what's the biggest thing that you've learned on your journey? 
amazing things happen out of nowhere. Just keep your mind open to the opportunities because you might not be looking for them and they come running and crashing to you. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, I didn't see this coming. Just run me over and it worked out just fine. <laughs> so then you pick something new. <laughs> You know, some people get like into this mindset, well, uh, I'm going to do this plan and this is the number of steps that I'm going to take. My life have been so colorful and, and so full of surprises and last minute, by the way, both ends, negative and positive. So I'm just surfing it, you know, like the Hawaiians and the Polynesian people, you just go in the biggest wave and surf it along. I, that sounds like the best insight I've ever heard. Just find the biggest wave and surf it along. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that I have lived in the Caribbean, South America, Polynesia, and yeah. 10 different states within the country, including remote Alaska. So I have been picking things along the way, different aspects of culture of each place that I have lived. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came up with the whole surfing metaphor about just catching the biggest wave. Well, I think that's a great insight for people who are, uh, me being one of them occasionally, who are the serial overthinkers of the world, is to just find the biggest wave and surf it. You know, like I, I, I love that that's your philosophy in life and in business. Hey, we have to go out, all out, you know, nothing little, nothing half. I love it. Has it. To be all I love out it. flamboyant. I love it. So I want to I make sure, um, Nefertiti, to make sure that people know exactly where to go to find out more about you. So I'm going to give them your URL. At this point, you can go to find out more at etniafusion.com. So E-T-N-I-A-F-U-S-I-O-N as in nurse.com. We'll have this as well in the show notes down below the episode. So it's etniafusion.com. And uh, you can find out more about Nefertiti there. Um, is there any other way that people get, can get in touch with you or is that the best way? Is there like a, a link there on your site? Also via Facebook, okay, private cool. message. Okay. You can look me up on the Etnia Fusion by Nefertiti. That's yep. um, profile that I have as a performing artist. Yep. And you can send me a private message. You can glance through the page and see the different things. I have picture from floral design to dance performances and everything in between. So it's a very eclectic yeah. showcase of the different things that I have been doing over the years. Yeah, I, I loved it. And, and you've been a, a fabulous guest of the show today, Nefertiti. Um, Again, like I'm, I'm all over. Um, I, I want to have more folks like you on the show. People who are in the performing arts and culture. I think it's really important in this time of disruption and innovation that people like you are pushing the edges of what's possible. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for the kind invitation. I'm so thrilled to be part of your off the dog. So <laughs> hopefully, some people get a little bit inspired and motivated to get off their dolls and do something about their current realities and improve it. Exactly. Thank you so much, Nefertiti. And for all of my guests today who have shown up to uh, take, take a listen to today's episode, make sure you keep on going out there in the world and making the impact that you want. And I wanted to thank you once again. And so as you go out there and take on the world, please remember, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next time. 
Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.